What's up, Playlisters? Brian from Playlist Wars here. Just want to let you know that while this show is on hiatus, both Gomez and I have separate shows that are part of the Playlist Wars extended universe, if you will. Gomez has the Sleevy G Show, which you can find at SleevyGPodcasts.com. And I have a new show entitled My Weekly Mixtape, which you can find over at MyWeeklyMixtape.com. Both shows are also available on all podcast platforms just by searching Sleevy G Show or My Weekly Mixtape. And Playlist Wars will be back soon. Thank you guys so much for your continued support of the show. Hey, this is Melissa Boilo from the Songs from the Attic radio show, and you are listening to Playlist Wars. Let the battle begin. Welcome to Playlist Wars, everybody. I'm part of the Dynamic Duo. My name is Gomez, and I have my partner in crime, Brian Colbert, with our special guest, David Lee Smith, who is our Patreon member. Welcome, everybody. What's up? What's up? Gentlemen, the ceiling is wide up. <laughs> hey, thank you for having me on here. How y'all doing tonight, gentlemen? We're good, doing great. Good. How are you? Thank you for coming on the show, man. Oh, I'm fine. Thank you again. It's, it's, an, it's an honor. My first question of the night, David. Because you selected our topic, playlist and album, Stevie Ray Vaughan's Instep, the hardest question you're going to have to answer tonight. Why? Uh, I don't think that's the hardest question, I would say. Hmm. What? Let me let me think back. I'm just kidding. I mean, I grew up with Stevie Ray a lot. Um, I could ramble on about how much I have my personal connection to Stevie Ray Vaughan. Like I said, I grew up with him and some of the hits because of my mom's uh greatest hits collection of albums uh i would hear some of the uh, songs from this album but i won't mention them because i know we'll be talking about them tonight uh there was also pride and joy couldn't stand the weather some of his uh versions of doing Jimi hendrix covers and uh some of the stuff off of soul to soul and uh i really relate to stevie in a lot of ways being a texan myself and uh really loving blues music uh specifically texas blues and uh love with uh, guitar music in general so i'll just leave it at that really awesome well, before we get down to business, for those listening out there, if you'd like to support Playlist Wars, consider becoming a Patreon member. Just head over to patreon.com slash Playlist Wars and select the tier that works best for you. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> As I said earlier tonight, our topic is Stevie Ray Vaughan's Instep, and the three of us have each individually created the playlist with our top four favorite songs from that album. Think of this as a two LP set of your favorite tracks, side A, side B, side C, and side D. Like our full-length episodes, none of our picks have been shared between the three of us prior to now. And throughout the episode tonight, we'll each reveal our side A through side D one by one to craft what we each feel is the perfect in-step playlist. After the episode, we turn it over to you, the Playlister family, to vote at PlaylistWarsPodcast.com and decide once and for all which one of us got it right. And while you're at PlaylistWarsPodcast.com, you can also listen to each one of our playlists just in case you want to quote-unquote hear where we're coming from with our choices. Unlike full-length shows, given the small sample size we're dealing with tonight in a single album, we're not going to have honorable mentions but I'm sure, given how much this album in this series means to us, any song that we don't pick tonight, just probably consider it an honorary honorable mention. All right, with that being said, let's see how 
in step we are with our picks uh-huh. and david i see <laughs> head smack i love it bad bad joke tonight oh it gets worse <laughs> david why don't you get the house of rocking with your <laughs> with your side a it's so bad i couldn't even say it oh you want me to get the house of rocking huh well don't bother just come on in that's what he says. <laughs> As a matter of fact, you uh, spoke my side A right there, uh, Brian. I'm going to start off this little playlist with the first track on the album, The House is Rockin', because the band starts off with what they do best. They lay down a bluesy boogie rocker. I've loved Stevie Ray's guitar tone, and he has such a great bluesman voice. Double Trouble with Tommy Shannon on bass and Chris Whipper Layton lay down the drums. And Reese Winans on keyboards is the definition of underrated. In fact, Stevie's band are the definition of underrated because they're right in the pocket and they are just tight with the rhythm section for Stevie Ray to do his thing. I love Reese Winans for his little keyboard solo in the middle before Stevie's guitar solo. And I remember this is a childhood favorite of mine. And uh, it just starts off the album with what they do best, just laying down, like I said, a bluesy boogie rocker, uh, Texas style. So the first track of the album, it's also my first track on this mini LP, The House is Rockin'. Well, I guess that opens up my album myself here on my track, A, The House is Rockin'. And Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, it's a great song. One of my favorites for a very long time. And it reminds me of that wonderful 1994 movie, Major League Two, because at the end of the movie, (laughs) that's when it comes up. It fits that movie, too, pretty well as Charlie Sheen becomes a wild thing, Vaughn again. But Mm -hmm. true, awesome song. I love the beat, love the piano to it. And this truly, truly great song. His voice is powerful in this. So, Brian, what are the odds? <sighs> oh, God. You know, just give Oh, me my the goodness. The axes already Hand started. Me the proverb. I am chopping both a trifecta and bingo. I am sorry. <laughs> you are not in step, sir. I am not in step. I fell <laughs> off the step. You fired. But, but hear me out. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm going to use the Gomez reason here. I picked the four songs that resonate with me most. And while I love this song. Sure. Yeah. The songs that spoke to me on this album edged it out. Literally, if there was a side E, this was the next song. So it was just scraped out by three other songs that might have been in contention to switch it out with. There's one song on this album it would have never beat out because it is my favorite Stevie Ray Vaughan song of all time. However, Mm. the guilt is real, folks. I am sorry. I love the pick. Cover alert, you've got Brian Setzer who opens up with a really fun cover of it on his Guitar Slinger album if you want to hear Brian Setzer do a fun version of it. But sadly, folks, Chop, it did not make my side A. But with that being said, I will say the song that did. And I kicked it off with a song written by Stevie Ray Vaughan and Double Trouble, which was Tommy Shannon, Chris Layton, and Reese Winans, along with Bill Carter and Ruth Ellsworth. I'm going with track two on the album, Crossfire. As much as I love the Houses of Rockin', I've always felt that this song would have been the perfect in-step album opening track, and I'm taking my playlist as that opportunity to put it here. Now, for cover versions, while it's not officially a cover because one of the original songwriters and part of Double Trouble, Reese Winans, like I said, covered the track on his Reese Wine and Friends Sweet Release CD. And it features that double trouble backbone, like you talked about, David, of Chris and Tommy, along with Kenny Wayne Shepherd on lead guitar and Sam Moore of Sam and Dave on vocals. That's it's a great version. 
and they open up the solo parts a little bit and let everybody have a little bit more time to kind of let loose. It's a fun cover to check out if you've never heard it. Just a kick-ass opener for my playlist and a kick-ass Stevie Ray Vaughan track, my side A, Crossfire. Well, Brian, I'm going to have to join you on that because that's how I started my track C with Crossfire. Wasn't in a movie, but, you know, when you're listening to the song, you're listening to the beat, the drums, the guitar wailing and everything, it makes me feel like I was in the movie Roadhouse. Mm, I could definitely hear that. I hear that at the bar playing, getting into the bar fight, being the crap out of somebody or slapping his head right through a table or <laughs> God knows what else you figure out at a bar. If anybody who's been a bouncer like I have, you've been through all that. <laughs> so <laughs> a great song, but it was my track C, though. Well, Crossfire is going to be my track B, gentlemen. So at least we got a trifecta. All right. Um, yes, sir. Not the bingo, damn it. <laughs> I know. Sorry, I know. sorry, sorry. Ryan, how could you? I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, Crossfire is absolutely one of their most classic songs from the album. It's another childhood favorite of mine. This matter of fact, this whole album talks about what Stevie and the band were going through, their uh, addiction stories and how they were successful in uh, maintaining a sobriety. And that's what the whole In Step album was, um, being in step with the times and the 12-step program. But Crossfire, the band's only number one hit where it hit the mainstream rock track charts and number one. And the horns, the solos that Stevie rings out the emotion and soul out of that Fender Stratocaster Oh my goodness, those solos get me every single time. And I've, I mean, like I said, I've always loved Stevie's vocals. I mean, but as soon as he got cleaned up and sober, I feel like he was better in his guitar playing and his vocals, just slightly. Oh yeah. But nonetheless, he he was good at what he did. I mean, one of the great uh, guitar players of all time, and very underrated as a vocalist. He's he's not going to be one of the greatest vocalists of all time. He's not going to rival Freddie Mercury or Robert Plant or anybody. But he he sold his lyrics well, and uh, he got them across. So Crossfire is absolutely one of their classics, and those solos just get me every time. Awesome. Brian, you're right about the cover version. That one, I was blown away when my mom told me about that, that they redid Crossfire and another song off this album. Uh, they also redid uh, Say What from Soul to Soul and yep, yep. Uh, the uh, Vaughn Brothers family style Hard to Be where when uh, Jimmy was uh, with Stevie. So I, I love that album. Yeah, you're right about that. Yeah, if you don't have that album, that's another one that's definitely worth digging into on Spotify and giving a listen to for sure. Indeed. Well, we now have a trifecta, so I feel like that makes up for the bingo just kill little, there. Just I a still little feel bit, though. Maybe just bad. a little. Yeah. Well, we'll wait till you hear where I where I go with it. You really can't pull like uh, the Gomez because that's my thing. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm sure you're going to ruin something else tonight, Gomez. So don't worry. I, I have faith I, I, in you. <laughs> I never ruin anything. The heartfelt warmth of my story is not only kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but, All um, right. Well, let's uh, hear it, what heartfelt steaming pile of warmth you've got for your well, the side beat. <laughs> ah, side beat. So since you said it, my side beat is a hot steaming pile of I don't know. Well, what. let me let me just say that there is no hot steaming pile on this album. I was more talking about your choice. Nah, never mind. I got hot, nothing. hot steaming pile of guitar playing, though. Yes, that there is. <laughs> because there is this this album to me is is the pinnacle of Stevie Ray Vaughan. So there's yeah. no bad picks as far as I'm concerned. Desert Island album for me. My all time favorite, actually. It is his best album by far. And the sobriety part of it, I think, is what took him to that level. And yes. it's also haunting because it's his swan song when he was alive, which is really awful. Yes, because sir, yeah. you can just hear where he was heading. But with that, Gomez, so sorry for interrupting you. That's okay. Sorry. Side I'm B. Used, 
it's okay. You know, just the host of the show, you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. So side B for me. Track so David, B. as I was saying before, no, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. We'll stop. We'll stop. <laughs> Love you, dude. Side B. Yeah. Go ahead, Gomez. We mean it this time. We mean it. <laughs> no, because he's watching me through the video. He's seeing me being nice and quiet. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I wish I, I wish I could show you my reaction right now. <laughs> so go ahead. Track dude. B. Track B. Let me love you, baby. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Again, the guitar playing in this, the piano, the you hear a little bit of an organ in there too, which I love hearing that. You know, again, I'm not a big bluesy guy, but hearing that with rock is so awesome. And the words that he sings out of this song is just unreal. Beautiful lyrics to this song, strong, just unbelievable. Also, great music video too to, to boot with this song. So for me, track B, Let Me Love You, Baby. Great tune. Originally written by Willie Dixon and made famous in the 1950s by the legendary Buddy Guy. This was such a fantastic cover choice for this album. It fits so, so well that I, I absolutely love the placement of it within the body of the album. Mm -hmm. But I went with another cover from this album. So unfortunately, this one didn't make my list, but it kicks all sorts of ass but i went with a different cover that i'll get to very soon david did not make my list but you're absolutely right stevie ray vaughn and double trouble did make fantastic choices for cover songs like i mentioned earlier the uh, little wing uh and the Jimi hendrix songs that he could play he played them so effortlessly and he's what he, i think he's one of the only people that can get away with covering hendrix i mean because Voodoo Child Side Return, Little Wing. Mm -hmm. uh, Stevie's version of Voodoo Child Side Return is my all-time favorite. I know objectively that's wrong over the Hendrix original, but I mean, I, I appreciate uh, Stevie's clean playing over Hendrix's, but I love Hendrix and you can't go wrong with either version. But yeah, uh, great choice for Let Me Love You Baby. Absolutely. All right. Moving on to my side B here. I'm going to go with track three from the original album. Written by Stevie Ray Vaughan. Okay, now you're going to join in on the interrupting, Gomez. Very good. <laughs> no, I, I just just annoy him a little bit. <laughs> of course. I deserve it. It's fine. That's but okay. I'm going with Tightrope, which you're walking a tight one now, Gomez. Am I really? Yes. You've got, the, you've got the bar and everything. I can see it now. Who wants to see Gomez as a trapeze artist? <laughs> Have a little poll on, <laughs> and poll on Patreon. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know if a 300-pound man could actually do that and plus i have a bum we'll create a new tier gomez it'll be just enough to cover your hospital bills <laughs> that's if i survive the fall we'll make it an inch and a half off the ground so <laughs> we should be good no then again my wife might want the money so might well. anyway walking that tightrope this is a song david you were talking earlier about this album being about his battle with becoming sober and this song is literally about that one of it's them, also yes. that running theme, but this just goes right into it. Lyrics is right on the nose would be, so to speak. And the funky groove that this song has while still maintaining the blues feel. I know the song is about the tightrope he's walking with sobriety, but musically, hear me out here. They're walking this uh, tightrope mm -hmm. of balancing the funk and the blues in a way where musically, the name is perfect because it's actually happening within the music. So no matter how much of a pun I make it, they're really treading this line between funk and blues so well 
and it merges the genres perfectly and it's such a fun tune even though it's dealing with a heavy subject matter so my side b tightrope excellent choice brian that was on my list on and off the last day or two i unfortunately did not put it on one with another song which again i think it was dealing with his sobriety and what i think entails of what he was going through and everything and it had a good clear message and you know what excellent choice brian thank you thank you david tightrope is my track c boys awesome. uh, but yeah yeah man you're right uh brian the funky groove um well stevie had a uh, had different influences throughout his music he also had that jazz and the rock influence and you said uh this is one of the songs on this record that talks about his uh battle with addiction and uh there was that award that was named after him for musicians that were struggling with addiction and uh like james hetfield got it chris cornell got the award and uh I mean, it just goes to show that not only Stevie Ray Vaughan was a guitar hero's guitar hero, but he was a hero's hero as a human being. I mean, no pretense, no ego, just pure class as a human being. And uh, that's what I respect a lot about, you know, with a lot of blues musicians, including Stevie Ray. No ego. That's But yeah, Tie Rope is a fantastic song. Another childhood favorite. Awesome. I love the crossover there. And because we are talking side C at this point, David, that was yours. Gomez, yours was Crossfire. So we're back to me for my track. See, which Gomez, you had Let Me Love You Baby is your cover of choice. Again, I said it was made famous by Buddy Guy. So is the song that I picked, and it's the next song on the album. Track five, My Side C, Leave My Girl Alone. Written by Buddy Guy in 65 and originally included on his debut studio album, Left My Blues in San Francisco in 1967. What Stevie Ray Vaughan did on this cover was so perfect he was able to dial back the vocal intensity that buddy guy put forth on the original version buddy guys all but screaming it on the original and by kind of pulling the vocals back a little bit it adds this level of desperation and almost quiet intensity to his vocal delivery whereas buddy guys version it's more kind of in your face this has this kind of internal intensity to it and i just love it and i feel because of the way he's singing it the lyrics sink in more and i think it's just such a powerful powerful cover and you know me i love my covers so my side c leave my girl alone that's a great great pick if we were doing honorable mentions it would have been probably one of my honors man but Great song, great beat, just everything about it. When we're talking guitar players like Eddie Van Halen, Jimi Hendrix, Stevie Ray Vaughan, he's up there with those names. Oh, by far, yeah. And rest in peace, those three. Yes. Now, another wonderful pick, man. David, did Leave My Girl Alone happen to close out your playlist? It did not, but that would have been another honorable mention for me if we were doing that. I mean, like I said, the band did great cover choices and uh they love buddy guy too they love the old blues legends the kings albert king bb king freddie king uh a lot of the old blues legends you you name them and then uh uh including his uh biggest influence was his brother jimmy vaughn uh, as a matter of fact i saw um jimmy vaughn and buddy guy play on stage uh back in 2019 at the house of blues in dallas it was a great show that um, had to be awesome absolutely yeah it was a great show I did meet Jimmy Vaughn in uh, 2018 when they did that little premiere of the Vaughn Brothers little documentary movie. It was the premiere of that. We I got to meet Jimmy Vaughn. It was a fantastic experience. But yeah, wow. um, if you guys out there want to watch a specific performance of uh, Leave My Girl Alone, watch his Austin City Limits of 1989 mm-hmm. performance. Oh, yeah. 
that's it right there. You, that's you'll, fire you'll see right why. There. It's pure fire. Absolutely. Yeah, but great choice. Yeah, absolutely. All right. We've got one side left. It's wide open. There could be a chance for a bingo. Let's see what we got. We'll see. (laughs) All right. Closing out my side D, Brian, you commented on the top five instrumental songs that I posted not too long ago. Um, This happens to be on there. Uh, My number five was Ronnie Montrose's Mach 1. Number four was The Loner by Gary Moore. Three was Back to Shallow Bell by Joe Satriani. Two was Eruption by Eddie Van Halen. And my number one choice on there, which happens to be my closer for this, is Riviera Paradise. This had to be the album closer and had to be the closer for this little playlist here. I mean, what can you say? Just almost nine minutes long and it doesn't seem tedious at all. It flies right on by. It's so emotional. A beautiful instrumental ballad that Stevie did so well. What can you say about it? If Riviera Paradise was to be his swan song, I'm going to make it point out right now. I'm going to have this part of my will. When I take the eternal slumber into the earth, I want this to be played at my funeral. And, you know, if someone were to ask me, what song do you want to want me to think of uh, whenever I think of you? Think of Riviera Paradise. Listen to this. Almost nine minutes. Never gets old. Just absolutely beautiful. Riviera Paradise. That is a truly, truly awesome. Very long tune. But it did not make my list. I went somewhere else with mine. So give me the axe if Brian has it. Might as well just talk about it now, Brian. I'm passing the axe, Gomez, because now you chopped a trifecta and bingo because that is my side D as well. One of the greatest instrumental songs ever written, in my humble opinion. Agreed. Mm -hmm. When I first heard this song on the radio, the first time I ever heard the song, I was driving back from a late night class at Montclair State. I was on Route 46, and I literally had to pull into a parking lot turn the song up and just let it play. It absolutely blew my mind what I was hearing. The next day instep became a permanent fixture in my CD collection. And this instantly rocketed to one (laughs) of my favorite (laughs) instrumental songs of all time. Like I just said, when I was asked what kind of music we wanted played during the dinner at our wedding ceremony, my response was Riviera paradise plus anything that tries and fails to reach this level of soulful blues and jazz guitar mastery. The DJ checked out after I said Riviera Paradise, but I digress. He played Riviera Paradise, Lenny, and then some other crap after it. But easily my favorite Stevie Ray Vaughan song. There was no way we were talking about this album and I wasn't including it. And spoiler alert, folks, if we ever do a Stevie Ray Vaughan episode. This is my closer for that too. I love this song. And that's all I got to say. On Complete that. ditto with you on that, Brian. Um, this, I agree with you. This is actually my favorite original Stevie Ray Vaughan uh, track. I agree with you on that. And uh, you forgot to point out the cover, ver- or not really a cover, but the rework on the Reese Wine and Sweet release album. Yes, you're Kenny right. Wayne, yeah, yes. Kenny Wayne Shepherd and Reese Wine and Kill It. That organ solo in the middle. And Kenny Wayne Shepherd does Stevie Ray proud. I tend to cry a lot more whenever I uh, listen to the Reese, the version on the Reese Winans album because it's like, uh, well, if you listen to the one on Instep, well, Stevie Ray is there. But if you listen to the one on the Reese Winans album, you cannot take Stevie Ray Vaughan's ghost out of that track. It, no. it, 
it, I, I tend to cry a lot more on the Reese Winans version. You cannot take his ghost out of that track. Absolutely. Wow. That's yeah. You know, I'm so glad you brought that one up because I was like, well, I already talked about the cover of the houses of rock and <laughs> I didn't want to spoil it back then, but yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for bringing that up. So great. But to me, God, the original with Steve, like it's oh, the last man. thing he ever recorded. He basically told everybody to turn the lights down. He recorded his part and then the band layered their stuff in after in one take one take. That is amazing. There you go. <laughs> what is that Gomez? It's a tissue. It's, it oh. looks like you're ready to cry for that. Dude, this song, <laughs> this song from a guitarist standpoint, I listen to that and go, I could practice every day for 24 hours a day for the rest of my life. And I will never have the kind of soul and emotion that he was able to put through the guitar in that song. So Gomez, you have a side D different. So yes, I'm I really curious which one it is now. All right. I actually went with wall of denial. Ooh, mm. I could say this song kind of, now, you know me, Brian, there's always that one song that I could bring up some stuff for me. This is one song that probably has a little, I say not a lot, but a little bit of truth of knowing someone who has gone through addiction and unfortunately not survived the addiction. One of the favorite things that when I was hearing this song is his, his whole first verse, wall denial is falling down. Whoa, it's falling so hard down to the ground. Never knew something so strong could be washed away by tears. And I'll tell you, that's something that is very strong and it's a powerful opening. Stevie Ray Vaughan's singing of this song, the guitar and everything. It just, it just worked the, the, the entrance of the song, the guitar riff, everything. It, it was just unreal. So for me, this is a good, powerful song. I know this is probably about his addiction and what he was going through, through the sobriety. Because when you when you listen to the song towards the end, it seems like, you know, he, he beat it and, you know, he kept on going through with it. So it's a great testament of who he is and the song. So for me, as much as you guys had the best picks, I think, for the end, yes, I, I'm going to say it right there. Probably won't win this one, but in reality, I, I went with something I felt that in my heart really resonated and wall of denial was one of them. So that's why I closed it out. Obviously didn't make my list, but Doyle Bramhall and Stevie Ray Vaughan were such a great pair writing together. This song is absolutely fantastic. The rhythm guitar in this song is what gets me. It's so soulful and clean. The tone on it is, I mean, you know, for the musicians out there, you want to talk about a perfect, clean guitar tone. What he has in Wall of Denial is it. And then you've got that monster solo in the middle. I'd say this is the most underrated track on the entire album. So given you're not a person that resonates with Riviera Paradise, I think mm -hmm. this is an amazing way to close it as well, because I think it's the last one that people would think. And I love the left field nature of it because this song is so damn underrated. I thought it was, listen, his whole album, it was the first time I really sat through and listened throughout the whole in step album. I'm going to say that truthfully. I, I always loved the houses of rock and, and crossfire two of the songs that I've used on my picks here and to hear the rest of this, but hearing that song, I thought it was very powerful but again like the the keyword you said was underrated there was something in that song and like you said brian as you're a musician you know these things of the rhythm you know what i mean the rhythm guitar the way you said that 
I think everything he did in this song was unbelievable, masterful. And that's what I think I resonated to that, but knowing somebody too of, of the problems that in are happening in our world these days, you know, it's hard. Mm. And, you know, we're talking, this happened so long ago, but unfortunately you have guys who could beat it and you got guys who can, and I wish, you know, more can beat it than lose to it. You know what I mean? So mm. awesome job by this, you know, and it just, a, it was just a great, powerful song. David, I know it didn't make your list either, but if you want to chime in on it. Oh, absolutely. It, like I said, it's not on my list. Um, but if this would have been like the number one honorable mention, this would have been it. And you make a good point about his rhythm playing. I think any of the top greatest guitar heroes are never really talked about in terms of how they play rhythm. Mm-hmm. You know, Eddie Van Halen, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Richie Blackmore, any of the all-time greats you can think of. They never really, a lot of people don't really talk about their rhythm playing. That's like one of the more underrated things in terms of some of the greatest of all time. But yeah, I do appreciate, like you said, uh, Gomez, about uh, people beating uh, their addictions. And uh, uh, actually, two friends of mine that I knew from my school, um, they just recently came out with their addiction stories. And I'm so happy. I appreciate sobriety so much. Stevie Ray Vaughan is like, uh, I never was uh, an addict myself. Back during when I was a child, I only had like uh, like very, very tiny sips of wine from my mom, if I remember correctly. <laughs> <laughs> but if, yeah, if I remember correctly, I think that was all I had. I never smoked, uh, never did drugs, or never was an alcoholic. So Stevie Ray Vaughan was like the main reason why I stayed sober. And uh, my two friends, whenever they came out with their addiction and uh, that they got sober themselves, that that was just one of the warmest feelings ever. But yeah, Wall of Denial is a great track. Absolutely. Totally. All right. Well, now's the time we each get to go through our playlists one by one so everyone can hear our idea of an in-step playlist in its entirety. David, our esteemed guest, why don't you kick things off with yours? Well, I'll kick it off. All right. With the house is rocking as my side A, Crossfire is side B, Tightrope is side C, and the closer of side D is Riviera Paradise. So side A for me, the houses are rocking. Side B, let me love you, baby. Side C, crossfire. And to close it out for me, side D, wall of denial. All right. My side A was crossfire. Side B was tightrope. Side C, leave my little girl alone. And side D, Riviera Paradise. We had one trifecta in crossfire. And now, playlisters, is the time that we turn it over to you to head over to PlaylistWarsPodcast.com, visit the Stevie Ray Vaughan in-step page, and vote for which one of the three of us you think got it right. David, I want to thank you first for being a Patreon member, part of our Patreon family. I want to thank you for joining us tonight, and I look forward to having you back later this spring when we do a full episode on that little old band from Texas. The battle is easy top. I hope you're, you're working on your picks, man. That little three-piece boogie band from down in Texas, ZZ Top. I'm always down to talk some ZZ Top and get down with them as well. But yeah, thank you so very much again, gentlemen, uh, for having me on here. And uh, and you also mentioned that if we did ever did a Stevie Ray Vaughan episode, I'm down with that too. So oh. I, I yeah, I can't appreciate you guys enough for doing this podcast. I'm really enjoy. I'm really digging what you guys are doing. Thank you, thank you, man. Definitely, um, thank you. I can't wait to get you on for ZZ Top because uh, Brian knows I love ZZ Top and. Don't worry, I'm not going with just one album, Brian. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Me neither. I I I, I do. They, a lot of their hit songs is a lot of them my favorite songs, but there's a couple songs I'll throw you off a little. All right, I can't wait. This one's going to be fun. 
It is. This was actually a lot of fun too. And, you know, Dave, I, I, I can't thank you enough for jumping on with us. You know, mm-hmm. here he is guys, Patreon member, go to patreon.com slash playlist wars. We have the tiers. Check us out on playlistwarspodcast.com. Got to thank you again for listening to us. Brian, as usual, my right-hand man, David, thank you again for joining us. And to all the playlisters, thank you for making us what we are today. If it wasn't for you guys. Next week, we got another show coming out. And a new battle is going to take place on Playlist Wars. Good night, everybody. You can find Playlist Wars on Facebook and Twitter at Playlist Wars. On Instagram at Playlist Wars Podcast. On email at playlistwars at gmail.com or via voicemail at 201-644-6498. That's 201-644-6498. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave a five-star review and be sure to tell a friend or multiple friends about the show. Until next time, thanks for listening.